Washington football team says goodbye for now. And NFL coaching carousel is in full swing. Could Ron Rivera's staff be affected? That and more right now on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. You are Locked On Washington football team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on the Washington football team with the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I'm Dave Harrison, writer for SI.com's fan nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Metter show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms and we are on Twitter at WrestleMania621, at DHarrison82, and at Locked WFT Pod. Thank you again, Burgundy and Gold fans, supporters, alike for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast first listen every day. This podcast brought to you by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's NFL playoffs. Chris, player exit interviews happening on Monday. Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew will speak to the media at 2 p.m. on Tuesday. So we'll hear from the Brain Trust a little bit later. But we heard some interesting things from some of the players on their way out, unfortunately, going on to an early vacation, not participating in this year's playoffs. Uh, and we're going to kick it off with the team name because that is a story that is, of course, all a buzz. And I think as the players and the, and the staff kind of leave the facility for a little while, uh, as we get closer to the end of the month of January, it's just going to get ramped up even more with leaks and rumors. And uh, I know that the uh, PR staff has a lot of things planned as well, building up to February 2nd. Yeah. So, you know, normally these days are not fun days. And and obviously before the last two years, David, they're done in person and there's a lot of garbage bags and trash bags and a lot of, you know, reflection and some joking and some sadness and some frustration and all of that stuff. Uh, this obviously done all virtually as it was last year because of COVID uh, restrictions. And it seemed like you know, most of the guys that I heard were in fairly good spirits, you know, despite uh, the way the season went. And, and maybe that is because of changes on the horizon. Uh, one of those guys that's always in a good mood, uh, and he has been literally since the day he walked in the door in 2014, because I've covered him you know, pretty much the whole way, is Tress Way. Uh, and uh, he was asked, um, and Trey, uh, Trey, Trey, Tress always gives like honest and good answers. So to shorten this up, you know, like he had reasonings for all three of these names, but he was asked for like a top three on what he wanted. And he picked Red Hogs, number one, and then Commanders, and then Admirals. And, you know, I kind of thought Red Hogs, okay. I mean, again, we've discussed this before. I'd prefer just Hogs. I think they're trying to get away from the whole Red thing. But you know what? If you're not going Red Wolves or Wolves, do something that means something to this organization. Yeah. And that's why I still lean towards hogs. So I'm right there with Tress Way. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind red hogs. You know what I mean? I don't know that it, it like flows off the tongue necessarily, but it doesn't really need to. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, like what is a Cleveland Brown? You know what I mean? Like that, right. that team alone has gotten so much criticism from outside the fan base that your name is the Browns, your color is orange and your mascot or whatever you want to call it or the, or the dog pounding. None of it really actually coincides, but basically you build a tradition out of what you need to build a tradition for. All it really needs to make sense to is your fan base. Uh, and so the rest of the NFL might look at red hogs and be like, that's, you know, that's uh, an interesting name or whatever. But as long as it resonates within the fan base, you're hundred percent correct. 
I still don't like commanders. Listen, I have been trying to get out of my own way because I do. I just, I just have this feeling in the pit of my stomach that it's going to be commanders and I still don't like commanders. Admirals again, admirals doesn't make sense to me unless the stars on the back of the Jersey are four of them. And we just only saw three in the video because of the way the video was shot. Because again, an admiral in the Navy is a four star uh, general. A three-star general is a vice admiral, so still technically an admiral, but if you're going to go with admirals, just add the fourth star, you know what I mean? And again, that's assuming right. that the star has anything to do with uh, the team name. I have kind of come to a realization with myself that I don't think Red Tails is the name. I just, it doesn't kind of seem like it's in, in the cards, so to speak. Um, I've fallen in love with Warhogs. Like, I really like Warhogs because, again, it kind of gives you that hogs uh, mentality kind of gives that resonation within the fan base that that shout out and it's it's aggressive you know what i mean like warhogs is aggressive and you can do some really mean uh types of things for it but either way as long as at the end of the day the product is solid uh and, and it's done right then i think it's it's going to be something that everybody can embrace i think you mentioned on twitter uh mark from fort stewart you know he he called in and mentioned it that if you're really a fan of the franchise um, you're going to support it one way or another because if you're if you're going to use the new team name as an excuse to bail jump ship go become a Bengals fan or something, you you've just you've been looking for a reason like you've really just been looking for an excuse. Um, but a lot of exciting things coming, Chris. I mean, Jonathan Allen's excited. He said the jerseys look great. Terry yeah. McLaurin, everybody's favorite Washington football player, uh, is going to be a part of the reveal. And um, so I think it's there's a lot of good things coming on the horizon for fans of this franchise. Well, that's to. smart because what you don't want to do, however they do this on the Today Show on February 2nd, you don't want Dan and Tanya Snyder involved in, in any way, shape, or form with any of this. Terry McLaurin right. is somebody that this fan base loves. And whether they like the name or not, they're going to appreciate it you know, coming from him specifically. Um, and maybe there'll be others, maybe Jonathan Allen, who knows uh, mm -hmm. who else will be involved in that. But Terry did admit that uh, on Monday morning, saying it's a humbling uh, decision. We'll get into how they're going to do it, because I have some questions uh, about that whole process uh, as well. But it, it seems certainly like, again, Terry McLaurin will be involved. Um, you know, one, one last thing, not name-related, uh, that came out of Monday, uh, but I guess media related is Deron Payne was asked, you know, about his, how he's viewed. And he said, quote, I just like playing football, not worried about that media attention. OK, that's an innocuous quote. Um, he, he, here's one thing that I would say. I, I know you're not worried about media attention. How about playing football a little bit better? How about being a little bit more consistent? Yeah. You know, that that would be nice. Um, and, and maybe that's an impossible ask. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who's trying to give him hype and shine. I think this is all about the brawl or, yeah. you know, the, the, the incident with Jonathan Allen. Um, th that's not something you want media attention for, quite honestly. Right. And, and I mean, what I'll say about this is like, you know, on the outside, like especially fans, like kind of have this. Uh, this like golden, you know, uh, image in their head of what it's like to be an NFL player or to be like a world famous actor or singer or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever form of entertainment or entertainer uh, is, is really kind of grabs your attention. And I, th I think that, you know, sometimes we, we miss a little bit of the amount of work that really goes into it. And the fact that everything becomes a job, I mean, not for nothing, but Chris, you know, you and I, I mean, we got into sports media coverage for, for what, not because we don't like sports, not because we don't like football, right. We got into, it cause there's a passion there. 
somewhere. And I'm sure there are moments and days where even you, as long as you've been doing it, you still kind of pinch yourself and say, man, I'm really getting paid to sit here and talk sports for four hours mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But there are also days where you go, man, I really have to go talk about sports for four hours. Like everything eventually becomes a job. And I think it's kind of important to remember that not everybody that plays football just genuinely loves football. Um, and for Deron Payne, I think that there's uh, potential when it, when it comes to effort things, like usually guys at this level aren't just lazy because you can't be lazy and be in the, the type of shape to play in the NFL. So I think there's a little bit of conflict sometimes between truly loving the game of football and then it becoming a job. And during a losing season, especially uh, and with some of the protocols that you have to go through and just kind of the added you know, steps that you have to go through just to be a football player. Sometimes it gets to people. And I'm not saying uh, that that should excuse Deron Payne. Like you're still getting paid a lot of money, bro, to go out there and do the job that you're being paid to do. So you got to dig down deep and find that motivation, even on the days where you don't necessarily want to do that. Um, but, and, and I think what Deron would find out is that if he were to be able to find that next gear, that a lot of the media attention that he doesn't want to worry about would mm -hmm. become a lot more flattering. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he's still here when, when they line it up for week one, obviously, in the 2022 season, number one. It'll be interesting to see whether, if he's here, does he have a new contract? Uh, and, um, you know, I, one thing I'll just quickly point mm -hmm. out about Deron Payne, while he's not as consistent as I would like him to be, and I think, the, you know, I think everything justifies that, um, he was the only defensive lineman that I can think of somehow, some way on this entire team that did not get on the COVID list uh, this year, unless I'm forgetting about somebody. He was the only one to make it uh, out, of, out of pretty much everybody. So um, kind of weird. All right, guys, uh, people think unusual circumstances means complicated taxes. But for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. Life changes are exciting. They usually have tax implications. Maybe you were a full-time employee, decided to do freelance, and now you need some advice on how to file as a contractor. Maybe you started driving a ride share after your nine-to-five job, or maybe you work in one state but live in another, and you need help reporting your income. I can tell you a couple of these situations I went through last year, so I have this exact experience with TurboTax Live, and they're going to help you get experienced experts dedicated to answering all of your tax questions and finding every deduction for you. Trust me, guys, they helped me in like an hour and solved a major nightmare last year when trying to tie up my taxes. You can talk to them via your phone without ever leaving your house, whether you got married, have kids, change careers. TurboTax Live experts are ready to help you with your unique tax situation and get you the best tax outcome. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Into it, TurboTax Live. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first lesson each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms, along with David Harrison at dharrison82. I'm Chris Russell at WrestleMania621, and you can follow the pod at LockedWFTPod. You can always leave a voicemail for us, and we highly encourage it, especially with the offseason year. We want to hear from more different, unique voices, passionate fans, 301-615-3577. David, why don't we fire up the voicemail line now before we get into the rest of our show? Dave and the Rooster, this is Walt down here in Tampa. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, uh, man, in the 46 years I've been 
uh, a Redskins Washington football team fan, this has to be absolutely the most disappointing. Uh, you know, all year, and I mean this, I'm not saying it because it's your show, but the highlight of my season has been you guys on the radio and a couple other shows that I can listen to and be entertained because this team just didn't entertain me this year. Didn't have, give me anything to look forward to. I posted up on Facebook and I asked Redskin fans, what do we actually have to look forward to next, next season? At least last season we had a defense. Okay. And we had promise. You know, right now we have no name, no stadium. We have no fans. Uh, we have no respect. And next year is going to be a new team. It's not going to be Washington Redskins, and it's not going to be Washington football team. What rope did they give us to hold on to as fans? And now this is a 46-year-old fan. I'm trying to find something to hold on to other than the burgundy and gold. So, hey, I just wanted to get this off my chest and say thank you to you guys again. Hey, keep doing what you're doing, and hopefully over the over the off season, they'll give me something to grab onto. Thanks. Uh, we appreciate you as always, Walt in Tampa. Walt's a good guy. We have uh, a, a, you know correspondence uh, usually on Facebook as well, uh, David. You can hear the frustration in his voice as we can hear the frustration in many uh, fans' voices because, like we said on the last episode, a year ago, Taylor Heineke gave Tampa and Tom Brady and the eventual Super Bowl champions a run for their money, and you thought this defense was going to be great, and here you are a year later, and none of it turned out to be true. Yeah, absolutely, and and I get the frustration. It's definitely hard, you know what I mean? The only thing that you can really say is that there is a future, you know what I mean? And, and there, are a lot of, there are a lot of places you look at, uh, St. Louis, for example, that you look at Seattle from an NBA type of standpoint. There are a lot of places that would gladly take a struggling team uh, in order to have the opportunity to look forward to potentially seeing that team once again be successful in the future. It doesn't really lessen the blow in the moment, and I get that, but that's kind of the uh, you know half-class full silver lining that I can give it to you. But, but I'll also say this. I mean, you know, the Watch Football team is selecting 11th in the NFL draft. I know we're going to get to that here in a minute, but there are a lot of other teams in the NFL that are much, much worse off than the Washington football team. I mean, you look at, you just, just look up, up, up the, up the road a little bit to New York. I mean, the jets and the giants, both are two franchises that I believe are both in, in much worse situations yep. uh, than the Washington football team are, especially the giants So the jets a little bit, Robert Sala. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of him. I think Zach Wilson has some potential and all this stuff, but you look at the New York giants. I mean, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a coach. We're going to, I know we're going to get into that here in a minute, but they don't really have a coach. Uh, they just lost their GM who, who already has this roster set up in a bad spot and their free agent gem, Kenny Galladay from, from this last season that we, uh, Chris talked on this show about potentially a uh, wanting Washington, maybe go after him turned out to be a, a straight up dud. Like, I don't know if the Kenny Galladay, New York giants relationship is ever going to be repaired. That dude just straight up quit on his team. Uh, we saw that this last weekend. So that's very disappointing. So, as frustrating as it is to be a Washington football team fan right now, I think, honestly, I look at excitement for the new team name. I mean, you know, all, all, all opinions of getting rid of the old name aside, that's kind of done and it is what it is. It doesn't matter what I think about it or what we think about it. It is what it is. Going forward to the new team name, like this is a new opportunity to write a new book and a new chapter and kind of be part of this team's history and be able to say, like, especially for guys like you, Walt, like you were there. 
for, for the Redskins and for all that. You were there for the Washington football team transition and the quarterback carousel that, that ensued. And now you're going to be there for this new chapter of this. And I think it's, it's just, it's amazing to be able to witness so much history in the, in the culture of our country. Um, so that's kind of my soapbox, you know what I mean? Like sappy speech for what there is to look forward to. Yeah. And, and one guy we know who will be here is Taylor Heineke. Now what role exactly? We don't know uh, right. how it will all shake out. We don't know uh, Heineke today, or I should say on Monday, you know, was asked, Hey, you know, like going back to last year at this time, what was your number one goal? And I remember, I think I asked him the question and he said, look, I know I've got to bulk up. I know I've got to get stronger. I know I've got to stay healthy. And you know what, David, he did. Congratulations to him. He wasn't, he didn't take a huge step forward in terms of like becoming a, a, a third or fourth string quarterback to a starter uh, but he 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 did show something on the field, and more importantly, or just as importantly, he stayed healthy. And he said this off season, after he takes about a month off, remember he's got one more year left right now on his contract. Um, after he takes some time off, he's going to take do some different things to bulk up or to get stronger. And what he think what he was kind of talking about was how to kind of strengthen his arm and do different things, not to make him faster. Not to make him more durable. He's accomplished that, but to make him a better thrower. And that could be exciting uh, if, if it all comes together like his durability came together, quite honestly, uh, this year. And one other quick note on Heineke uh, that I thought stuck out to me um, was he, he was asked what his best throw of the year was. Yeah. And, and you might think it was like to Cam Sims against Dallas, 46 yards. You might think it was... Uh, the bomb to Terry McLaurin in Green Bay or, or something like that. No, he said it was basically a slant route uh, or a skinny post route, I should say, in Carolina um, to Cam Sims. And it was a bullet throw through a tight window. Does that surprise you? Um, it does a little bit just because, you know, you grow up around this game. The bigger plays are kind of the big ones. But, I mean, you go back to that play and the read was accurate the the patience was there so i think that it's it kind, of, it kind of embodies everything that taylor heineke has been wanting to get better at and the ball wasn't high or too low it was mm-hmm. it was i mean it was pretty much on on the spot and if that's if that's a throw uh, that taylor heineke can make i mean not for nothing but you look at the throw he overthrew in the end zone against the new york giants obviously it doesn't come back to bite the team in the butt but that's that's the kind of throw like that trajectory of a throw if he throws that trajectory to cam sims on that throw that that first drive uh, field goals, a touchdown instead of three points. And I think that's kind of the consistency that Taylor Heineke is looking to get out of himself. And I think that's what the coaches want out of himself. So that makes sense because that kind of embodies, mm-hmm. this is what I want to be the problem, Chris. And, you know, I don't, con- I don't subscribe to the theory that people can't ever change, but at a certain point in this game, especially the quarterback position, you are who you are and your instincts are going to take over. You can train your instincts to a certain extent, but I think, through 18 weeks of NFL, 17 games, there are things about Taylor Heineke playing the quarterback position that are just going to be ingrained in who he is as a quarterback. And I don't think they're going to work to build a consistently successful pattern for him. But hey, he's going to be here, like you said. He's going to have an opportunity to perform, like Scott Turner said. So, you know, good luck to him in the offseason. And, and we'll see what he has when he comes back in August. Uh, but somebody who may not be back in August, but definitely wants to be Chris is Brandon Scherf. We've talked about him a lot. And he said on Monday that he hopes he won't, he ends his career 
in Washington, Cornelius Lucas also wants to be back in Washington. What do you think about the future of the offensive line? Yeah, I mean, Brandon Sheriff's been saying this for two or three years that he wants to end his career here. Well, you know, put put your money where your or put your mouth where your money is, I guess, or or whatever that statement uh, would be. Sign a contract, you know, sign a contract for a reasonable figure, fifteen million dollars per year, whatever it might be. Um, Cornelius Lucas, I think, is more likely to be here than Brandon Sheriff, uh, but. Um, you know, we will see how it all shakes out. I think Cornelius Lucas is uh, important because of his versatility and where he can help you at left and right tackle. All right, Washington football team fans, I'm Chris Russell, along with David Harrison. And we have an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. We tell you about Get Upside all the time. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for a gallon, every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up. How about that? Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you're going to get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, downloading the app for free and using the promo code TOUCHDOWN. You get the $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. And with gas prices, guys, still hovering around 320, 330, 340, depending on where you live, this could be a significant, significant savings for you. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. There's no catch. The cash back gets added right back to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents gallon uh, per uh, per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code touchdown. Washington football team fans, we're all looking for an edge these days. And I'd like to thank onlinegambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, onlinegambling.com is a website dedicated to giving gamblers the edge. Throughout the NFL playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. Onlinegambling.com gives gamblers the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day every day, inspiring every gambler in the world to beat the odds. Don't make emotional decisions with your hard-earned dollars. Make informed decisions with information sourced by experts. Be sure to consult onlinegambling.com before placing your bets. Go to go to www.onlinegambling.com. Check out the latest NFL playoff news and tips on how you can get the edge. Again, make sure you visit onlinegambling.com NFL for the latest gambling news and tips to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, onlinegambling.com NFL to make the most of this year's NFL playoffs. Wrapping up today's episode here, the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82 at Russellmania621, the show at Locked WFT Pod. I'm a writer over at SI.com's Fan Nation. Chris, one of the hosts of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, Monday through Friday through 7 p.m. Eastern. Check out him and his co-host there, Pete Medhurst. They do a great job breaking down all DMV topics and sports, specifically in Jay Gruden. Always a good conversation, although unfortunately, and we'll talk about this later in the week, I think, Chris, but that may have to go away here pretty soon. So we'll, we'll have yeah, to see. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't miss those segments for sure. But uh, what we're looking, so we're talk- we had a, had a voicemail earlier, right? Talking about what to look forward to right. out there from Walt. Well, one thing to look forward to is the NFL draft. And uh, if, if you're a fan of draft position, like Chris, obviously you and I are, then you're not too happy about the win over the Washington or the New York Giants rather because it knocked the Washington football team outside the top 10. Now that the dust has settled, we know that the team is picking 11th. According to NFL.com, Chris, and we will get into our own analysis of the team and biggest needs and all that, 
The NFL.com experts say that the biggest needs for Washington moving forward are quarterback first, offensive line second, and wide receiver third. So all offense in that order. What do you think about uh, that, that stack? And what do you think about this 11th overall pick? Well, listen, quickly, quarterback obviously is the number one need. Uh, right guard is the only spot on offense, uh, on the offensive line, I should say. I, again, I disagree with the whole notion that they're going to go heavy at receiver. They've invested a lot in Curtis Samuel, uh, certainly Deami Brown as a late third round pick. Uh, we know Terry McLaurin, how you go and spend a boatload of money importing somebody else in, you know, I, I, I can't see that. You, all right, you want to draft a guy? Maybe, but that's not a priority in my, my opinion. They need to shore up you know, the back seven of this defense, quite honestly, and specifically, again, uh, at linebacker. So that's a quick synopsis. Obviously, we'll dive uh, deeper into this. But, you know, as we talked about uh, on Sunday for the immediate analysis episode, when we knew they would finish either 10th or 11th, and it turns out to be the worst possible case scenario, at 11th, David, they could have finished as high as 8th if they would have lost and other things would have broken right. You mentioned the Giants and Jets, how awful they are. Well, more specifically, the Giants, and I know they have a complete upheaval, but they have now two top 10 picks. Theoretically, they should get a lot better quicker. Washington, yes, with the 11th pick, it's not only a little bit of a loss in the first round, but again, it's a little bit of a loss in every round. People mm -hmm. have to remember that every round. And then one quick last thing, if they use that for, or if they're going to do what I think they're going to do and use that first round pick as ammunition for a trade, mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to sell the eighth pick than it is the 11th pick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're hundred percent correct in everything that you just said. Uh, you look at, you know, PFF.com, their latest mock draft, which again, these things are going to, reshape and reform so many times before we actually get there. Uh, currently they've got Washington taking uh, USC wide receiver, Drake London, six foot five, 210 pounds. Look, I love Drake London. He suffered an ankle injury to end his collegiate career, uh, unfortunately, but it's something he should be able to come back from. Not a guy that wins with speed and separation. Anyway, think Mike Evans, when you think about Drake London, and I'm not saying he's going to be Mike Evans, eight straight thousand yard seasons to start his career, nothing like that, but that's basically the type of receiver you're getting. You combine him with a Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin, that's a pretty interesting uh, shelf of offensive weapon for whoever your quarterback is. But again, uh, quarterback's got to be the priority because it doesn't matter who your quarterback is. If he's th overthrowing his guys, nobody's going to be able to catch it. So we'll see what happens there. But Chris, we have an email, uh, a pretty rare thing. We have an email, and, and for those listeners who don't realize you can email us, you can absolutely email us, and, and Chris will get that information at the end of the show. Uh, but this comes from AW out in Northwest Florida by way of Southern MD. Uh, giving us kind of his end of season thoughts. And first and foremost, Chris, he thanks us for being his first listen every day, which we Ooh. greatly appreciate all of you guys uh, for making us your first listen every day, of course. And he says that he hopes the product on the field one day matches the product on locked on WFT pod. So like, you know, just above 500, I think is yeah. what he's hoping for here. Uh, <laughs> he also says uh, we can say what we want about the season, but at least we didn't go out like the G men, which I, I fully agree with. Uh, but and he, and he he reiterates here. So apparently I was right there. Uh, definitely looks like Galladay gave up. He he mentions that in his email uh, mm -hmm. as well. And then for the name, he kind of throws a guess out there at Admirals um, that the, he's been hearing that that might be the name, which uh, he says that he guesses is fine as long as the product on the field is admirable. Get yeah. it? I think that's that's pretty. I like I like that joke. An admirable um, admiral. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he says unfortunately things that my gut instinct and what you've been talking about and so many other guys uh, like John Kaiman there have been talking about with Commanders probably being the name. But here's his concern, Chris, and this makes me dislike the name Commanders even more. What is the nickname for the team going to be? Because he speculates it might be 
commies. Right. Well, we mm. well well we said this last week. It can't. Right. I mean, it would be it would be kind of silly to have let's go commies or mm. you know, let's go commando. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I There's so and, much to dislike about that. doesn't work either yeah. because that's the Celtics, right? Uh, and there's really <sighs> no hashtag. You know, if you if you want to if if you want to embrace like a cool hashtag, uh, so I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know what they're going to do there. Uh, it doesn't pass probably, any um, of the tests. I don't yeah, like. I, it I'm a loser in this name game stuff because <laughs> I would do what, you know, I would do what makes me happy, which is as simplistic as possible. Which I don't know if Commanders, uh, quite honestly, really is. All right. No. So we're, we're look, guys. Here, here's the deal. We're going to have plenty of time, obviously, to unwrap the rest of the season uh, and to go position by position and obviously to talk about the name thing. And then we'll have reaction to that and the quarterback pursuit and the rest of the roster reshuffling. Remember, the Washington football team has about $60 million right now under the salary cap. So they certainly have room to operate. Uh, thanks to Walt and AW for their contributions uh, on the voicemail and email. If you want to hop aboard and have your voice or words be heard, again, 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577, or LockWFTPod, LockWFTPod at gmail.com. We want to thank you guys for making the Lockdown Washington football team podcast your first listen each and every day. Come on back as I'll be joined by a special guest on the next edition. Then David will be back for a solo edition. And then we'll reconvene before the end of the week. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, and expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Thanks again for joining us. We are free and available on all platforms for David Harrison, covering the Washington football team on SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Men Her Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast.